Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 266. I'll be reading the second verse. Teach us to love each other, Lord, as we are loved by thee. None who are truly born of God can live in enmity. Hymn number 266. If you would like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the Wednesday text. And that's where you will find the readings for tonight. And our theme is, Father, teach us the life of love. A quote from Mary Baker Eddy. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Jeremiah. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, 
I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Psalms Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Remove from me reproach and contempt. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Remove from me the way of lying, and grant me thy law graciously. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. I thought on my ways, and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Matthew the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Ye have heard that it hath been said, An eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Judge not, that ye be not judged. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets.
John. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God, and went to God, he riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. After that he poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. First John Everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? 1 Corinthians Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. Love be with you all. In Christ Jesus. Amen.
I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. The vital part, the heart and soul of Christian science, is love. More love is the great need of mankind. A pure affection, concentric, forgetting self, forgiving wrongs and forestalling them, should swell the lyre of human love. What we most need is the prayer of fervent desire for growth and grace, expressed in patience, meekness, love, and good deeds. To keep the commandments of our Master and follow his example is our proper debt to him and the only worthy evidence of our gratitude for all that he has done. The habitual struggle to be always good is unceasing prayer. Its motives are made manifest in the blessings they bring, blessings which, even if not acknowledged in audible words, attest our worthiness to be partakers of love. Simply asking that we may love God will never make us love Him, but the longing to be better and holier, expressed in daily watchfulness and in striving to assimilate more of the divine character, will mold and fashion us anew until we awake in His likeness. We reach the science of Christianity through demonstration of the divine nature. But in this wicked world, goodness will be evil spoken of, and patience must bring experience. One's first lesson is to learn oneself. Having done this, one will naturally, through grace from God, forgive his brother and love his enemies. What have been your leader's precepts and example? Know ye not that he who exercises the largest charity and waits on God renews his strength and is exalted? Love is not puffed up, and the meek and loving God anoints and appoints to lead the line of mankind's triumphal march out of the wilderness, out of darkness into light. Whoever challenges the errors of others and cherishes his own can neither help himself nor others. He will be called a moral nuisance, a fungus, a microbe, a mouth gnawing at the vitals of humanity. The darkness in oneself must first be cast out in order rightly to discern darkness or to reflect light. If the man of more than average avoirdupois kneels on a stool in church, let the leaner sort console this brother's necessity by doing likewise. God has called you to be a fisher of men. It is not a stern but a loving look which brings forth mankind to receive your bestowal, not so much eloquence as tender persuasion that takes away their fear, for it is love alone that feeds them. The little that I have accomplished has all been done through love, self-forgetful, patient, unfaltering tenderness. We should remember that the world is wide, that there are a thousand million different human wills 
opinions, ambitions, tastes, and loves. That each person has a different history, constitution, culture, character from all the rest. That human life is the work, the play, the ceaseless action and reaction upon each other of these different atoms. Then we should go forth into life with the smallest expectations, but with the largest patience. With a keen relish for and appreciation of everything beautiful, great, and good, but with a temper so genial that the friction of the world shall not wear upon our sensibilities. With an equanimity so settled that no passing breath nor accidental disturbance shall agitate or ruffle it. With a charity broad enough to cover the whole world's evil and sweet enough to neutralize what is bitter in it. Determined not to be offended when no wrong is meant, nor even when it is, unless the offense be against God. Nothing short of our own errors should offend us. Christ Jesus says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. It is obvious that he called his disciples special attention to his new commandment. And wherefore? Because it emphasizes the apostle's declaration, God is love. It elucidates Christianity, illustrates God and man as his likeness, and commands man to love as Jesus loved. No person can heal or reform mankind unless he is actuated by love and goodwill towards men. God and love are one. My beloved brethren, I have a secret to tell you and a question to ask. Do you know how much I love you? and the nature of this love? No, then my sacred secret is incommunicable, and we live apart. But yes, and this inmost something becomes articulate, and my book is not all you know of me. But your knowledge with its magnitude of meaning uncovers my life, even as your heart has discovered it. The spiritual bespeaks our temporal history. Difficulty, abnegation, constant battle against the world, the flesh, and evil tell my long-kept secret. Evidence, a heart holy in protest and unutterable in love. What has not unself-love achieved for the race? all that ever was accomplished, and more than history has yet recorded. I would that all the churches on earth could unite as brethren in one prayer. Father, teach us the life of love. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 423. Give me, O Lord, an understanding heart that I may learn to know myself in thee, to spurn the wrong and choose the better part, and thus from sinful bondage be set free. Hymn number 423.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday testimony meeting for Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church. Much, is from, much of it is from our various websites. Many of them are in other foreign languages. And as a result, people all over the globe have found God's healing word through our websites. And we're thankful for each and every one of them that have done so. I would like to uh, encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much material there to offer. And all of it is uh, very healing and inspiring. And I'd like to uh, recommend something from our English website. Quite frankly, I hardly know where to start because there's so much good stuff there. But there's one article entitled Dominion Within by Reverend G.A. Kratzer. Very good. And I also have to mention that we're uh, featuring another article called An Interview with the Reverend Mary Baker G. Eddy by Sybil Wilbur. It's a wonderful article. Uh, join us every Sunday. <clears throat> we start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. And we follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school is available by teleconference. We have a teleconference feature dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And as a result, many of the students uh, attend our Sunday school by telephone. And what this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. So call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we'd love to welcome your child there. Okay, a couple more announcements before we go on. This first one is Daylight Savings Time. That's right, this Sunday is the time for the change to Daylight Savings Time. What that means is our church activities uh, this Sunday start an hour earlier. So please make a note of the time change to daylight savings times starting with this Sunday. Also, there's a Bible study on Saturday, March 18th at 10 a.m. Uh, the Bible study questions are already posted on the website. So join us on Saturday, March 18th. 10 o'clock in the morning, we're going to have a wonderful Bible study together. Okay, I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ 
who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But remember, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Linda. Very much for the readings tonight. Um, I want to express my gratitude uh, tonight for the many biographies that we have of Mrs. Eddy and the list that was compiled that Tom was inspired to uh, collect all the different titles and then putting together the ones that we know were choice, uh, some of the best. And one of the ones recently I opened up actually today after uh, talking to my practitioner this morning, before we hung up, she instructed that I read one of Mrs. Eddy's biographies. And uh, so I did follow through with 12 years with Mary Baker Eddy today. At first, um, I felt like, how am I going to add this to my busy schedule, although I had been trying to do it over the last few weeks. But I wanted to be very obedient to the counsel I had been giving because I know it was inspired by God. So today in, uh, in my prayers uh, to know when I would have a chance, actually and I had an opening in my day that gave me just enough time to read a few pages. And I, they had, and the page where I opened up to, the four or five pages were so filled with uh, beautiful stories of uh, Mrs. Eddy and her work, and it was exactly uh, what I needed to hear for myself. Uh, one of them had a beautiful story, which I don't remember reading before, where she was a young girl, loved to also teach. And there was a young chore uh, boy that worked for her father that did not know how to read and write. And she taught him by reading aloud to him from the Bible and eventually he was so inspired that he took up lessons and before long he was able to read and write and eventually it became a successful lawyer and uh, actually even was of comfort to her later on when she had uh, been uh, a widow, became a widow. He, he was one of the few that reached out to her. And I thought that was a very touching story and I'm very grateful to these people who wrote these inspired memoirs, giving us how she lived the science that she discovered and her history, which is also the history of the cause. And I'm so grateful to be part of this church that is teaching her pure science and also dedicating themselves to following. And her footsteps were with she was following Christ and bringing this to the world. Thank you. Thank you. 
Luann from New York, go ahead. Thank you. I'm so grateful to God for Mary Bergeretti and Christian Science, which continues to teach me every day that the most important relationship I have is with God. Having that one single purpose has brought so many deep and healing changes into my life. Learning who God is and who I am has turned every aspect of my life into something meaningful. As a child, I never understood how God could allow the violence in our house to continue for years. My dad was an alcoholic who violently beat my mom and all of us children. I felt like a child living in a war-torn country, subjected to the violence of my captor. I witnessed and experienced things that a child should never have to endure. I hated him so much, and that hate turned into blaming a God I never truly understood. I was so lost and alone. I spent 20 years in cognitive therapy in and out of mental institutions for suicide attempts and an inability to cope with life stresses. With no hope of change, constantly being told that I would never heal from child abuse. About 10 years ago, a friend gave me the number to a practitioner from this church. It wasn't an easy thing to do, but I called, scared, angry, and filled with contempt for all that I had endured and all that I had become. My life was in total chaos. I am so thankful every day that my practitioner never gave up on me. She reached down and pulled me up. With every phone call I made, she filled me with love and truth. In the months that followed, I began to understand the meaning and power of forgiveness, and my whole life changed. I was no longer a victim, but a child of God, filled with faith, hope, trust, and purpose. I am living proof that healing is possible through the study and practice of Christian science. I don't think about my past very often, but when I do, I discover all the ways God was there, guiding me through it all. Like the night the whippoorwill called from the woods as I lay terrified in bed, I was drawn to crawl out my window and lay on the ground, peacefully smiling at the joyous sound that echoed through the trees. I am so thankful for this healing and everything that this church stands for. It is a mighty, powerful institution. I am deeply grateful to God for my practitioner and her continuous teaching and support. Thank you. Thank you. Dale. Dale from Virginia, go ahead. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for those most beautiful readings on Father, Teach Us the Life of Love. Mary Baker Eddy. The readings, along with a thought from last night's Unity Watch, that all God's children reflect all of his qualities, and thinking of so many qualities that are to be found in the attributes of the seven synonyms for God, is a wonderful, powerful, and healing treatment. Those synonyms can be found on page 587 of Science and Health. Years ago, one evening, I suddenly had great pain in my arm and could not move my arm or open my hand. 
As soon as I could, I sat down to pray. I spent several hours acquainting myself with God's child, going over and over the attributes of principle, mind, soul, spirit, life, truth, love. It became so real to me, and I felt so safe. I didn't look to any material condition or even think about it. After a while, I was able to dress for bed, lie down, and sleep comfortably through the night. In the morning, I was able to open my hand and realize that I was completely healed. And there never was a reoccurrence of the problem. To say that I was grateful to God is an understatement. To feel God's love and nearness is very humbling. What a good God we all have. Thank you so much for the testimonies that were just given and for this beautiful service tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Yes, hello. Thank you for those beautiful, beautiful readings and, well, for those awesome testimonies. Um, as a rental manager, I had arranged for a new tenant to move in on a particular day of the month. As the deadline came closer and it became evident that we were not going to meet it, things were starting to get very tense around the job site. When things finally came to a head, I went home that night ashamed that I was believing this picture of stress, frustration, and disappointment. With the help of a Christian science practitioner, I realized it was necessary to stop and reassess the situation from God's point of view, where all was well and always had been. We were not a bunch of little mortals trying to rush around and get a job done, nervous of time constraints and trying to beat the clock, so to speak. What was needed now was to stop ruminating and wishing that I could go back in time and handle things differently and that I had not believed this picture that animal magnetism had presented. Instead, I knew that now is the only time as we are taught in Mary Baker Eddy's wonderful Christian science. I knew that I would have to start right now seeing things differently. First of all, it was important to impersonalize the whole episode, separating the bad qualities from each supposed person involved. The next thing I needed to do was to be so grateful for every single thing that was good in the picture. Lastly, was to see that there's only one mind, and that mind is God, knowing his qualities, his ideas, his thoughts, and his outcomes of any given situation. That night, I contacted the new tenants, who were very understanding and appreciative of all the hard work that was going on to renovate their new space. The next day, I could not begin to tell you what a turnaround appeared in the whole perception of the job. The qualities that came to me on the way home from work that day were perseverance, lightheartedness, camaraderie, forgiveness, intelligence, loving kindness. 
There were so many wonderful things accomplished, including learning a couple new tasks that I had never attempted myself. In addition to this, the plumber showed up stating that he had some spare time on his day off and wondered if we needed any help with any random things. Absolutely unbelievable from a human standpoint, but with God, all things are possible. As a follow-up, the tenants contacted me to say that they really didn't need to move in for another week if we wanted some extra time, which we did. I'm just ever so grateful for the daily opportunities to apply what I'm learning in Christian science. And I thank everyone at Plainfield for helping me along that path. Thank you, and have a good night. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. Tonight, I would offer my gratitude concerning faithfulness. After listening to a song that talks about God's faithfulness, it goes, one verse goes like this. And all my life you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. When I listen to this song, I think about the part, all my life you have been faithful, even when I wasn't aware of exactly what was taking place. I have thanked God in prayer and now publicly for showing me the way and making it possible for me to become a teacher where there was opposition from certain teachers and guidance counselors about my ability to attend to college. Well, I did attend and graduated, which enabled me to teach for many years learning with children. This is why I sing of the goodness of God, guiding me all of my life and how he led me to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, where, with the support of my practitioner and church members, I am able to remember to do my duty to God, to our leader, and to mankind, just as it says an alertness to duty that we all read every day. I am brimming over with gratitude for all the blessings shared and learning of Mrs. Eddy's faithfulness to the cause of Christian science and her obedience in listening to God as he directed her to fulfill the mission he had for her in bringing the full meaning of Christ to the world. Thank you. Thank you. Mishaela from Canada, go ahead. I I was annoyed again about another person. A whole day, this was lingering with me. I just couldn't let go of it. The next day, however, I was able to turn my thinking right side up. Instead of thinking, this person annoys me, I said to myself, I did let myself be made annoyed by error. This other person is the reflection of love because God is all in all. 
there cannot be anything unlike God. Consequently, there cannot be an annoying person. These thoughts immediately released me from the burden, and I felt at peace. This peace came past Sunday, sometime after the round table and service. Before, while I felt annoyed, I was blind. But then, the round table and the service lifted me up to the right thought, and I was able to see better. After that, I was wondering when I will be encrowned on the rock of truth that wind and waves can shock me nevermore, like him 254 says. I don't know when this will happen, but meanwhile, I am grateful for every wind and wave that bring me closer to the realization and the full vision that God is all in all. A great help in this endeavor are all the lighthouses which are provided by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent that guide me through the week like the amazing readings tonight, Amanda, on Father Teach Us the Life of Love. Those readings were so humbling and sobering and they will last on and do their work within me, I'm sure. I am also grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, and God. Good evening. Thank you. Benjamin. Thank you. Um, I'm very happy to be here tonight. Um, last night, um, I woke up uh, in the middle of the night and um, uh, I found out that my son was having trouble uh, sleeping and he was uh, coughing. I can hear him from my room. Then I was troubled a um, little bit and you know, felt sorry for him. Um, after a little while, I went over to his room and um, I put my hand on him and uh, said short prayer to him and let him know how much God loved him. And um, I came back and uh, I continued to know the truth that God loved all his little children and he we never let any one of them to suffer. And um, I continue to know this truth. Within a couple of minutes or so, I didn't hear from him again. He went straight to sleep. He never coughed, not even once anymore, till the next morning when he woke up. Um, he was completely healed. Um, I'm so grateful to God 
um, for his love. Uh, it's, it's true that he loved all of us, and he will never let any one of us to suffer, um, no matter where you are, where you find yourself, or what you're going through. Um, just know that God loves you, and it's not his will that any one of his children will suffer. I'm so grateful to God for what he's doing in this church. I'm so grateful that God brought me here. And um, just to add a little bit to Shadel's testimony, um, I just couldn't help it but just to feel gratitude when she was giving her testimony. Um, I'm grateful to her, um, to Linda, and to Sharon for, for the selfless work they're doing for all our children in the Sunday school. Um, my kids love it here and uh, it's shining through their life. Um, they, they love coming here um, on Monday morning uh, when they come here every Monday morning. Um, they call it church school. They just can't wait to come down here. Say, so, are we going to church school today, Dad? I say, yes, we are going to church school. And they love coming to the church school uh, because I think the reason why is because of their teachers. Um, you can see in their life, it's just shining through their life. I'm so grateful. And I pray that God will bless them as well. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful tonight for how being a member of this church has given me the tools and ability to be of service to God and to mankind. Before coming to Plainfield, I had only a small group of people to serve, but without God, I consistently messed that up. Since coming here and learning Christian science, I've been shown that we all have a greater place and purpose than we previously knew of, and a larger family to serve. And with God guiding me and regular practitioner support, I've been able to do far more than I ever thought possible. I'm so grateful to God for enabling such a life for me, and grateful to this church for teaching this pure Christian science. It's such a blessing to be here. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. Tonight I wanted to give thanks for someone who I have learned so much from and who has become a constant source of appreciation and learning. I've never met this lady and sadly she has passed on. But the work and the works of Mrs. Doris Evans have continued and I'm sure will always continue. A few months ago, I arrived home to find a very special parcel sat on my front doorstep. I quickly realised it was the order that I had placed through the Plainfield website for numerous books available for purchase. The parcel was filled with the most beautiful, informative, absolute treasure trove of the finest Christian science teachings. I will treasure these books always, and I live in hope that I will actually read them all. <laughs> the book Sermons and Articles on Christian Science by Mrs Evans 
has become a particular favourite. I had already read several of her pieces through the Plainfield website, but having her book here with its collection of her works has been so helpful. She writes so practically, so matter-of-factly, and she just makes such perfect sense. Her interpretation of and practice in Christian science just in itself sets such a good, practical, clear example. She often explains how different Bible stories, parables and quotes from the works of Mrs. Eddy help her directly. And this really helps me to understand how I could understand and interpret them and then how they can help me. A few weeks ago, I was struggling with something and I turned to her book and I opened it randomly. Obviously, I couldn't stop reading (laughs) and I ended up in an article called Who is on God's Side? Well, this article is just the best. She paints such a happy picture of life at Plainfield. Then she talks about waking up with a sense of heaviness and how she lifts it by recognising it as a lie presented to her at the door of her thought. I'm still working through this one, but this is going to be something that is going to really help me, I know. Later in the article, she describes how Moses talked with God and said, show me thy glory. And then God passes by Moses, but he first he hides him in a rock so that he is not destroyed by God's glory. I had never read this story before, but thanks to Mrs Evans' clear written explanation, it has completely changed the way I think about God and brought me so much closer to him, or maybe him closer to me. I, I don't know which. Not that I now imagine God walking past in a human way. But the thought that God could pass by me so that I could see his glory as he passed by Moses. Just wow. Maybe it would be like seeing the most amazing sunset. And now whenever I'm presented with a scene which doesn't seem right, I can imagine the presence of God walking past, blasting everything with his glory. It's just wonderful. I can't wait for even more of Mrs Evans' writings so that I can uncover even more precious gems of truth. I give thanks for her life, for everything that she did, including leading the Plainfield Church into its independence. I can tell just how loved she was from the way that everyone speaks about her. And I give huge thanks that her amazing works have been allowed to be available to me and to the world. Sending so much love to all at Plainfield and everyone everywhere listening in to this wonderful, healing, far-reaching global service. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I wanted to share my gratitude for two beautiful healings that I experienced through the holy work of our practitioners at this church. The first healing occurred a few weeks ago. I woke one morning with very sore knees and joints. As I prepped my breakfast, I was listening in my earbuds to my practitioner who shared an instructive testimony entitled, Let Love Come Into His Bones Like Oil. 
With holy power, she shared a number of references by Mary Baker Eddy and some powerful Bible references, along with Mrs. Eddy's definition of oil. I felt God's peace all within me when I heard these truths, and spontaneously, about ten minutes later, I was running off to gym to lift some weights as I glorify God in my body, which is God's. The second healing occurred a couple of days ago. We were walking through a pretty rough patch of bushland. We had already covered about three miles on a hot summer's day, and we were making very good time with it and enjoying ourselves immensely in the great outdoors. As we came down a steep grassy hill, my footstep landed in a deep hole, twisting my ankle quite badly. I'm just so grateful for all that we are taught at this magnificent church of God's might and power and the infallibility of Christian science to heal any situation. So when mortal sense said, I have badly hurt my ankle, I knew through our teaching here to counter this with the truth as revealed by Mary Baker Eddy. Quote, There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. End quote. I then pulled up my phone with the weekly Bible lesson I'd been listening to, popped in my earbuds, and listened to the holy reading of that lesson. That God created all was so abundantly evident as I listened, timeless, embraced in God's loving allness. I don't recall what exact citation it was when I realised that my ankle did not hurt even a little bit. I gingerly moved it, flexed it around a bit. It was totally healed. My husband asked if I could even walk and I cheerfully told him, yes, my ankle was all healed just by listening to the truth. My husband smiled with joy as I did to see the ever-operative truth of Christian science at work. We went on to walk for more than another seven miles or so, a walk totaling around ten and a half miles, or 17 kilometres. So I had no pain in all that walking, all throughout that long, hot day. The next morning and subsequent mornings, totally fine. Christ Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Mary Baker Eddy said, No human pen nor tongue taught me the science contained in this book, Science and Health, and neither tongue nor pen can overthrow it. End quote. His word has not passed away. Her words have taught mortals God's healing truth. It is the word of God Almighty which sets us free. Thank you so much to our holy practitioners at this church who are teaching us God's holy truth with signs following. My ever thanks to our loving Father, Mother, God, to Christ Jesus and to Mary Baker Eddy and so much love to you all, dearest Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful readings on this humble prayer or humble request for God to teach us to love this life. 
This week I was inadvertently led to watch a, a song, a worship song on YouTube. I, I don't know how I got there, but I got there. But I was so grateful that such a song is being played on such a platform of America Got Talent. The, the song talks about, I am no longer a slave to fear. And it, it touched me because I used to be a slave to fear. And for so, so long. And it is this love. It also talks about all our fears or all his fears, whoever it might be, drowned in perfect love. And what a truth that is. It is the realization of the very presence every time, everywhere of God's great love that destroys our fears. And that's what happened with me. I remember keep telling myself all the time, God loves me. And also learning to love others as Jesus told us to do. And truly, what that did free me was this learning to love and knowing that God loves me. I just wanted to say this because I know that it's so many people because of fear, are depressed and anxious and all of these things. But it is love that will free you. And I am so grateful that such a song is being, you know, uh, played on, on a forum like that so that the world may know that it is this great love of God that really does free us. I am grateful for the testimonies and the hymns and just grateful to be here. Thank Thank God and thank Mrs. Eddie, thank Christ Jesus. Very happy to know this truth. Thank you. Mary. Hello to all our dear friends. Just have a couple of things to read tonight. Uh, the first uh, testimony from Hawaii. This past weekend, my husband and I had to travel inter-island to attend a family event. We have not traveled in three years, and the weather was predicted to be not so good, so I was full of apprehension at the prospect. As soon as we made our flight arrangements, I began to pray in earnest, looking at each feeble fear, dispelling its unreality, and replacing it with the truth of my existence as a child of God, not only sometimes, but all the time. His presence is constant and irrevocable. No matter the boogeyman attempts to instill falsehood, I stuck firmly to truth. We had an uneventful and pleasant flight over, and the continuous message I received was that God had this plane and all aboard in his hands, uplifting us all the way. Our return flight that same day exceeded my expectations. First off, we were greeted personally by the pilot, who thanked us for flying with him, them. He then got on the intercom to explain the flight time and to say if, that if there was anything that he could do to make our flight more enjoyable, to please let the flight staff know. In all my years of flying, I've never encountered such generosity and concern. This set the tone for a wonderful flight. 
but prior to landing, we were told to keep our seatbelts securely fastened as there were reported turb turbulence ahead. Well, no turbulence ever materialized, and we landed without a hiccup, and we were 10 minutes ahead of arrival flight. I should also mention that this family get-together, which was usually highlighted with everyone's dislike and dissension of and towards each other, was remarkably absent. How grateful I am for the ongoing unfoldment and understanding of God's power and presence in my life. I am grateful for the opportunity to read and listen to the greatest truths on earth and to always question anything that arises out of mortal mind, no matter if it appear, appears to be good or bad. There is only the one presence, one power, one science, always at work, patiently waiting for us to turn in his direction. All the best. And then this uh, from Virginia, with enclosed with a monthly contribution. Dear fellow members, many thanks for the efforts of this independent church to present to the public, through print and audio, the authentic biographies of Mary Baker Eddy by those who lived, worked with, and were taught by the discoverer and founder of Christian science. The information gained by reading these books is invaluable in finding the right road to understand and practice the sacred and practical divine science which Mrs. Eddy strove unselfishly and lovingly to give to the world. With thanks and love. I'm so very, very grateful to be here tonight to hear those wonderful testimonies and, yes, that beautiful uh, readings tonight. And as everyone mentioned, that the theme of it and, and her prayer, I would that all churches on earth could unite as brethren in one prayer. Father, teach us the life of love. What a beautiful prayer. That, that's worthy for a watch message. And to think of it, if all the churches would unite in that, let's just love each other. Stop with all the dissension. Um, how beautiful. And yes, this is what Mrs. Eddy's life was about. And as I've said, we are flooding and are going to flood the Internet with the truth about her, what she was, what she accomplished, how she did it as a female in a time when females were not given very many rights, uh, all the healings, and just the glory of her life. Uh, when people know the truth of her, that you cannot denounce or renounce the religion of Christian science. Christian science is a result of her life, and therefore she must be understood in her true light. So I'm so grateful for all of you who are contributing to this and all your testimonies and all that you do to make this church what it is. I'm so very, very grateful to you all for this beautiful service, the lovely prelude with our hymns and the beautiful hymns and readings and testimonies. Thank you to all of you, and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, uh, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? I'll read the third verse, hymn number 179. Love now is dawning over every nation, showing true brotherhood, publishing salvation, 
Love bids all discord cease, conquering hate, enthroning peace. Love, love alone is power. Hymn number 179. <laughs>